Well, hello there. It's me, AJ Hoffman, once again. And you may be saying, you said RJ was going to be back today. I lied. That was a, <laughs> that was a made-up story that I did. But uh, Fez and McKenzie and I just did a second look at the NBA playoffs. Got some info out that we didn't on Tuesday. So, bets? yeah. So, if I mean, if you liked Tuesday's episode, there's plenty more where that came from in this episode. If you didn't like Tuesday's episode, good news. <laughs> this is a different episode. We're talking about different stuff. So this should be good for everybody, to be honest. I suggest everyone give this a listen. And, of course, subscribe. Subscribe. If you're finding this on a channel called the Shuli Show channel, <laughs> that's not us. Okay? So feel free to unsubscribe from that. No offense to Shuli. Search RJ Bell's Dream Preview. Subscribe to the new feed. Uh, just like the old feed. Same same bet family, same bat round table, all that good stuff. And here's what we're going to give you today, friends. MLB full season plus the NBA playoffs. So here's something like, let's say you're interested in buying baseball. Dave Essler's off to a very good start in baseball. 17-2-1 in MLB this season. That's 94% plus 18.3 units. That's pretty good. And that's not a 17 and 2 run. That's like 17 wait, and 2 overall. every game so far this season. Yeah. That's it, it, it's kind of gross. That's not 92%. It's 94%. Not a 17 and 2. What is it? Well, 17 and 2 if he was 18 and 2 that would be 9 and 1, which would be 90%. So 17 and 2 has to be under 90%. Mm. It is 89.4%. Um <laughs> whose whose error is on this sheet? I'm going to say it was Tom's. Oh. There's a couple layers to the error, so it probably should fall back on me. But yeah, 17 and 2, blink test, not 90%. You know what? <laughs> Good job, Fez. I misread this. It does say 89 here on my sheet. <laughs> I apologize. It's like it's 98. No, it's 89. I'll just I'll eat the I'll eat it on this one. It's it does say 89. I misread. Uh so 89% on the NBA this season. <laughs> not and, bad. And you might be saying, well, I'd like to dive into MLB, but I, I'd rather spend my money on the NBA playoffs. You know, McKenzie was over 50 units in the playoffs last year. Steve Fezzik was like 32 units in the playoffs last year. Well, friend, do I have a deal for you? How about this? You get the NBA playoffs for only $99, which would normally be... That's all you, we're charging? Yeah, normally be no, that's $249. That's got to be a typo. I'm charging $249. What are you talking about? No, now you're charging $99. But only this is an if and only if... Uh, okay. You combine the NBA playoffs access with any MLB subscription, and that could be Dave Essler, that could be Scott Seidenberg, that could be it could be Steve Fezzik. For, oh, I mean, thirty-five units last year. Yeah, you made double double dip on Fez. You could even go Steven Novers. Is he still alive? <laughs> I think he is. I think so. Absolutely, <laughs> a beloved member of the pregame. Community. And you could do you could do, Steven Novers. You could double dip Essler too. Uh, Essler's fifteen and seven on three star totals in the NBA this season. How about that Portugal guy? I think he Andre Gomes. Him Andre Gomes. There it yeah. is. And here's how you do it. <laughs> now until the MLB All Star uh, All Star or All Star game is four seventy seven. Now through the World Series seven seventy seven. You subscribe to either and NBA playoff access for just you add on that playoff access for just ninety nine dollars. So here's the deal. Use the coupon code playoff ninety nine playoff nine nine. And you can get that great deal. So then you can get all access MLB for the pro of your choice. And you can mix and match. Like I said, you could have Scott and Steve, Steve and, and Scott, McKenzie and Scott, McKenzie and S, whoever you want, you can have them. And you get them for just, they get the NBA playoff access for just $99. I'm going to say if McKenzie or Fezzik, if you guys did half the units in the playoffs that you did last year, It'd still be a good deal for $99. That could be the understatement of the year. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a good deal. That, no, that would be is. a great effing yeah. deal. So like you if go. you could win 15 units just during the playoffs, how quickly would we sign up for that? As Telly Savalas used to say, for those who don't know, he was Kojak. Uh, you're in bonus time, baby. So playoff 9-9. Nine, nine. On that note, enjoy the episode. All right, welcome in R.J. Bell's Dream Preview bonus 
Pod edition. I'm A.J. Hoffman, not R.J. Bell. You may note, still feeling a little under the weather. That's all right. We're going to power through without him. Uh, Wise Guy Roundtable, per use. Mackenzie Rivers is here, the NBA expert, who 50 units last year in the playoffs. Um, I'm sure he is chomping for the bit, or chomping at the bit for Saturday to get here. Uh, so he can start raking in some of that coin. And of course, the only two-time Super Contest champion, Mr. Steve Fezzik, is here as well. Hello, Steve. I like to rake. Yeah, everyone yeah. likes to rake. Everyone does. Uh, we are going to dive a little deeper into the NBA. Uh, if you haven't heard, on this very feed, we did a pod on Tuesday, the three of us and Scott Seidenberg. Uh, we decided Scott didn't bring enough to the table last week, so he wasn't <laughs> invited for the Thursday pod. So it's just the three of us here, but we we kind of went series by series, talked to, uh, I don't want to say surface level. It was probably a little deeper than surface level, but we said, let's di- let's put the shovel back in and dig just a little bit deeper uh, into each one of these series. Full disclosure, it is Thursday night. There are the last round of play-in games are tomorrow as we record this, so we still don't know who the who the one seeds are playing. Uh, I think it's probably safe to assume that the one seeds are going to advance. Yes. Fez, are we okay parlaying that? Sure. Okay, well, you'll allow it? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it's better to shop and get the best number. If but I can get the best number at bo- on both teams, then I you're can, just I'm allowed. Time. You're yeah. saving time, time is money. Yeah. I mean, I, I do think Denver's a very vulnerable one seed, you know, all things being equal. But are... Are the teams that they'll be playing right. against viable to take advantage of that? The T-Wolves or the Thunder? Are they vulnerable enough they could lose to one of those two teams? No. Okay. The Lakers maybe, yeah, but they, they dodged that bullet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, isn't Good it, point. Isn't it funny how that works? I mean, I guess that's that's justice in a way. Like, you, you, the number one seed, you should have the easiest opponent in the playoffs. But yeah. uh seems seemed to have worked out for them. All right. Here's what we're going to do. I want to go through each series and... I want to get uh, McKenzie's going to give us something to know before you bet each series, like just something you may not have thought of that that you need to be thinking about. And I'm going to ask McKenzie because this is something I noted. It seems like, and McKenzie, you can tell me if this is commonplace or not. If you listen to any NBA pods, there are going to be zero underdogs advancing to the second round. It's going to be like our favorites are going to go eight and zero. So what I'm going to ask you is. A, what's the likelihood of that? And B, I'm going to ask you who the X factor is, what the X factor in each series is that could give the underdog at least a puncher's chance. Like if if X happens, the Thunder can beat the Nuggets, you know, or, or the Timberwolves can beat them, whatever. Uh, so we'll get into that. Uh, and we will, speaking of other pods, Fez is going to rant about other pods later on in the program. I want to start here, though. I want to start with the odds, and I want to ask you, McKenzie, because I, I, I asked you this off air, and when I ask something off air, and it's like, yeah, like you agree, I'm like, oh man, maybe I must have really been onto something because I don't know anything about the NBA really. But I said it seems to me the Bucks are kind of a phony favorite. They do not seem like the best team in the NBA. And you said, let's go one step deeper, and we want to discuss why a certain team is not the favorite. So I'll I'll pass it to you, Mac. Who's this team that you think, or, or I don't know if you think they should be the favorite, or, or a team that you're going to discuss as to why aren't they the favorite? That'd be the Phoenix Suns. This is a team that played the Milwaukee Bucks, their current title favorites in the 2021 NBA Finals, and they were considered even teams. They were, you know favorite, but Giannis was hurt. All in the wash, they were considered, power rating-wise, even teams with the Bucks. Then they added Kevin Durant, who I think is the most portable superstar we've had, and the numbers have borne it out. The Suns, you know, they're a jump-shooting team. They're not a very physical team. Their free-throw rate has gone up. Their offensive rebound rate has gone up. Everything that they had a weakness, they arguably no longer have that weakness with Kevin Durant. I don't see how any other team could be favored with them in a series, Considering I don't think the Bucks are any better than they were in 2021, and I think the Suns are a lot better. Now, do you – everybody puts an asterisk on the 2020 season, and I think most people do that because LeBron won 
and they like to be able to say, yeah, LeBron still hadn't won yeah. shit. Like, and in 2012, it was a 66-game regular season. That one doesn't count. But so 20, he's won like one and a half championships. But 2021 was a, a sh- another shortened regular season. Yes. I think it was 72 games. Is that right? Yes. So mm-hmm. is, there, is that a factor in your mind? And also, so, while, while, well, they were, while they were going into the series, those teams were perceived as even. Mm-hmm. By the time the series was over, it felt like, Oh, the Bucks were way better than the Suns. I would I wouldn't you didn't I didn't get that, that impression. Okay. I mean, Giannis, I mean, they they deserved to win the championship, but Giannis went 17 for 19 from the free throw line and they won by four in game six. Okay. That's that, that was those were even teams. They played well. Drew Holiday uh had the series of his life. Chris Paul faltered. They were deserved champions. And Didn't maybe Chris Paul get banged up again. Yeah, he always does. He yeah, always every, does. Every, yeah. like, uh, sure. So, so that's, that's, that's that something I'm not banking on. Chris Paul's health. I was thinking about it. If he's not on the team, somehow he gets COVID. He that was why Milwaukee was perceived to be the better team by the end of the series. Was right. Because the, if I recall, the Phoenix wasn't at full strength, despite you know the the cool guy that was counting out the hundred dollar bills as whenever <laughs> um, Giannis was on the free throw line. And by the way, I want to comment. Although on, Chris Paul actually played well in that series, he, I'm seeing he led the he led the Suns in scoring. So let's say they're, they're a point and a half better. Games. You know, it'll give them a point and a half improvement from the beginning of the series to the end of the series, which would be crazy, right? You know, to adjust that much for one series. Yeah. There's still that's still not the distance between Kevin Durant and no Kevin Durant. I want right, to I want to throw the Phoenix fans under the bus with this whole counting to ten nonsense. <laughs> it's like, and this is what Cameron crazies do that nobody else does. It's like the the lack of cleverness in the NBA. It's it, it's just atrocious in terms of how hard is it to like to, to, to like have one ringleader when you count to ten. You don't count to ten. You skip right. a couple. You go three, four, six, seven, nine. Now immediately the guy in the line is like, what? What? And and now exactly. he's actually distracted. It's the same with the thundersticks. The dummies all hit the <laughs> thundersticks. It's just like random noise. Have like three people. Everyone else pretends. The decimal have, level does not factor. It's the it's, rhythm of it for sure. You it's, have to have you have to have something that's like you have like you need Demar Derozan's daughter. Exactly. This yes. is the perfect example yes. of the right way to that, distract at because, the free throw line. Because her thing was the it, the screech didn't always come at the same time in the motion. Right. right. Otherwise, they'd get used to. Sometimes it. it was a double screech. It was a one and a half screech. It was very well done. I heard she's done this before. I did, I've never noticed it before, I guess, but I, apparently she's done this multiple times. Well, she was well-practiced. It's a nice stage weapon. of her career, and she had the performance of a lifetime, kind of like Giannis in Game 6 in the 2021 final. Okay, so let's go back to that. But let's talk, let me talk about Chris Paul's health because we okay. came up. I was thinking about this. If he was not playing versus the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals, I still think the Suns are favored. They're going to be home, and they're going to have the at least as good of a player as the other team. And, you know, you go down the list, Kevin Durant— Steph, Clay Thompson, Devin Booker. It seems advantage Suns in almost every instance, even if Chris Paul gets hurt again like he does almost every playoffs. The uh, Kevin Durant, I, 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 I hate to throw him under the bus and the like, but he's only 21-1 and one in his last 22 games. He right. did lose to the Bulls back in January. And people want to talk about his, his playoff record. He got swept in last year's playoffs. When he has the team. Oh, by the team that played for the NBA title, mind you. That's true. Yeah, and but when he has the team, fault. like when he has, it's sometimes it's not close. Like there was no more dominant team than the seventeen Warriors, sixteen and one in the playoffs, winning by fifteen points per game. It might not be a, a sweaty situation for them. Well, I mean, they all, might just have way more talent than everybody else, and they know how to press it. At least he does. Also, in hindsight, you can look back at that Nets team last year and say that was clearly a dysfunctional team. Right, right, from like the bottom know, of the top. We know now yeah. that place is a total mess, and it, it clearly was a mess then as well. So, uh, yeah, I, I could see that. So the question becomes, and this is what I'm I'm noticing about the playoffs. In the East, The if I said how many teams can realistically win the Eastern Conference, three. What's, what's your answer? The Eastern Conference? Yeah. Three. Okay, uh, I assume Bucks, Celtics, Sixers. Top three seeds with apologies to the Cavs. I don't think they can do that in their first uh, iteration together. Okay, I'll accept that. I, li- I like that Cavs team a lot, but especially their, their underlying stats are amazing. Yep. So I accept those three. How many teams can win it in the West? That is a very good question. Uh, let me count here. Fez, what's your answer? I have to look at them. Okay. The Suns, yes. The Warriors, yes. The w- Nuggets, yes. I think they might struggle in that Eastern Conference, but I could see them making it out of the West. The Lakers, I don't think so. The Grizzlies, I don't think so. The like, Clippers, I, I'm w- say Clippers at full health. So I got, le- less I got than four. 5% chance? For who? The Lakers and, and Grizzlies? 
five uh, percent chance. So that's what one in. Uh, okay, how about this? One in twenty. No, less, less lesser, less Better chance, than less chance than the Cavs. Right. Uh, I think it's similar. Lakers, okay. Cavs, similar chance to get out of their conference. I'm going to okay. disagree. Go I think there's six teams in the, that can win in the West. Everyone oh. but the Clippers in Minnesota. And, and you know what? And I'll go really? as far as – I'm going to go as far as everyone can – seven teams. The Clippers can win as well. There's yeah, the seven Clippers teams get healthy. If they get healthy at some point. There's, so the you're saying the Kings could win the West? Oh, absolutely. Okay. I disagree. I, I it's think, unlikely. I think if you look at this season, you could make that argument. I think uh, if you look at a little longer stretch of time, De'Aaron Fox, DeMontis Simonis have never done anything in the playoffs. So, really rare for them to go all the way their first year. So, Fez, let me put you to that same question. The seven, your seventh favorite team in the West, like this, the team you say they have got the seventh best chance of winning the West, is their chance equal or lesser than the Cavs' chance to win the East? Oh, it's greater. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, I, in my opinion – it feels like there's there's a lot of uncertainty in the Western Conference. Oh yeah, which makes it a lot easier to put Bucks and Celtics at the top of the odds because yeah. chances are good Bucks and Celtics are going to play in the Eastern Conference Finals. Like, would it shock you completely if the Suns lost in the second round? Like um, they play the Nuggets. Yeah, wouldn't shock me. No, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, it'd be surprising, but yeah, wouldn't shock me. But it would shock you if the Bucks lost to the Cavs. Yes. See that I I think well, that's why yes yeah, yeah it would shock me I think that's why people are are or why the books are more hesitant to make the Suns the favorite because yes there's a lot of uncertainty. I think you're exactly right I think round one the fact that the Suns aren't a minus thousand favorite like the Bucks are going to be like the Celtics currently are that's their disadvantage that they have a stronger they have a harder strength of schedule from that perspective but no favorites lose in round one it never happens right. in the NBA almost never unless there's an injury like Derrick Rose or something crazy. So once you get past round one, I think the Suns have a much easier easier path than easy, either Milwaukee or Boston. That my th- so my thought was like in the Western Conference. Wait, wait, wait! You just said something I, I totally disagree with. You think uh, to get to the finals? I think Milwaukee after round one, Milwaukee and Boston have a harder path than Phoenix because they're gonna have to play each other. Mm, but but Milwaukee gets a buy into the finals of the East. They get to beat up on New York, Cleveland. So that's that. That's that. I don't that's, think versus playing Denver. I don't think Denver is that much. I don't, yeah, their power rating very similar. Five points better than the average team. Actually, have them as the same. But you got to play in Denver. Denver's home. True, and still, they're, they're, I, I have I I, I pencil I pencil advancement <laughs> for you know both the Milwaukee and Phoenix in that situation. Uh, and then I think the real challenge comes in the conference final, where Milwaukee I think is a coin flip, and I think Phoenix. Uh, depending on the way it breaks out, could be a, a considerable favorite. I, my, my thought was this in the West. If one of the favorites were to lose, like let's say the Warriors, if the Warriors lose, well, shit, now you're now you're playing the, the, the three-seed Kings, who are a pretty good team. If the Grizzlies lose, well, now you get to play LeBron instead. Like it, there, if, the, if there is a big upset, you still have a difficult matchup that next round, whereas in the East... Let's just throw, let's throw out Milwaukee's there. guaranteed not to have a difficult matchup. They they're guaranteed to have one of these cupcakes. Imagine a world if you can. You know, I think Cleveland's a little better than that. I I I do agree with that. Uh, but, but, but I but I but I would still rather play Cleveland than to play any of these you but, know um, these flawed Western teams. Imagine a world where the Hawks somehow beat the Celtics. Right. Like hard so, to imagine, but okay. It is. But suddenly the the world is opened up in the Eastern Conference. Suddenly it's like oh. Somebody's got a free pass. Yeah. There's there's really like you said, there's one free square in the Western Conference, and the Nuggets have them in round one. Yes. Everybody else is it's enormous advantage. Has life. And it feels like in the East, there's a lot of teams that don't have life. So you could it's a lot easier to pencil in your final four in, in the Eastern Conference. I think that's the uncertainty there is what's keeping the Suns from being the favorites. I agree with all that. I I don't. I, I I agree with it. I think that's why they are not the favorite. But I disagree with the conclusion that they shouldn't be. I, I mean, tell you why, okay, which isn't your conclusion, but it's the market I, conclusion. I, I have. You cannot argue with this. Mm-hmm. Um, the Suns are not going to win because they're the only team I have bets on for the futures. <laughs> played them back. That's strong. That's before strong. Before the year started, and then I doubled down because I got the news that they got yeah, Durant I remember that text. and yeah. got and and got. What were you doing when I said what that? I was betting it. What I was. Th- you, I was you, you did get down. <laughs> yes. Excellent. What What number do you have? What um I I, I got twelve to one to win the West. Yeah, I got like I, I got like 
less, well, I got lesser numbers. I'll look it up. Um, back in December, when I got, I, I got, I got news that they were going to get Durant in December or whatever it was before the season started, and then I, um, then they, when they actually got Durant, I bet, I bet. Oh, it that's the text I got. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let me pull it up at the book. I bet it. I only got it at one book. So what? What should be the price on? Like, if if you were an odds maker, I assume you're making the Suns the favorites to win the title. What number are you putting up? Plus two fifty. I think I think there's value here at plus four fifty. If you uh, the last five to one ticked down today at Circa Colorado was five to one, but you can still get plus four fifty here in Vegas. I I bet it. I got I got uh, plus seven fifty for the West and eighteen to one to nice. win it all. Eighteen to one, nice. Yeah. So let me ask you this Nichols. then, Mac is is this the Suns being underrated or is this the lines the odds are too short on the Bucks and the Celtics? I think there's a little bit of both. Uh, I think with Mo- I think Boston's about right. Maybe maybe they should be four to one. I think Milwaukee should be right there at four to one. The fact that Milwaukee at some books are plus two fifty just doesn't make any sense to me. And RJ, uh, you know, couldn't be here today. Uh, couldn't be avoided. He did send one nugget that I just found. You know, kind of crystallizes why Milwaukee is a fo- phony favorite here. So if you look at strength of schedule adjusted efficiency, just how good they are, but game by game, power rating wise, Vegas line wise, how good was your opponent? Here are the teams that are better than Milwaukee in the East. Boston, not surprising, best net rating in the league. Philly, Cleveland. I mean, a lot of people are penciling in as Milwaukee the best team in the league. Why? Like Like, I said, Cleveland. What what have they done to prove that besides the number one record? Cleveland statistically is very much better than their record says they are, at least. Uh, And again, you guys know better than me, so if you say they they don't have even a puncher's chance, then I, I tend to believe you, but... Like going through their stats, it's like, man, they are a very, very, uh, they're efficient on offense and defense. Their points per game differential is plus 5.4, which right. is second to Boston. And Milwaukee is only plus 3.6. So, but, so, so Boston clear cuts, it says, is the statistical team to beat in the East and then Cleveland. McKenzie, I, when we did this pod on, on Tuesday, he did make a good point. And because the thing that keeps Cleveland from, like, when Cleveland's got more than a five point lead with five minutes left, they're they're like a million and one. They they dominate. <laughs> yeah. When they when it's a five point game or less with five minutes to go, they're basically a coin flip. Uh, they are not a. They do not seem to come up big in the clutch. And Mackenzie, you noted another team that had great stats. Yeah. But when when nut cutting time came, they used to come up short, and that was the, the Donovan Mitchell led. Utah Jazz. Yeah, last year was bad, and the year before when they were the number one seed in the West, it was even worse. Just clutch rating-wise, last five minutes in a close game, Donovan Mitchell teams have done poorly. Arguably, you could say, well, they didn't have any other options to go to. They put too much on his shoulders. Maybe they have a little more balance here, but I think it's more about the player and the decision-making. And he's talked about himself as the best player in the league or one of the best players in the league. Yeah, you got you got to have some performances more than just in the bubble, but to elevate to that level. That's so, the part that I, I don't I don't see it. That's the part that frustrates me about, and I'm I'm a Cavs believer for mm-hmm. the most part. I, I well, I, I, not for a title maybe, but I I, I like that team in, it, directionally coming into the season because I thought, uh, what's the drop off really from Gobert to Evan Mobley? Like, is there a massive drop off? Last year, I wouldn't have said there is. Now it's now I'd say yeah maybe Mobley's worth two and a half points Gobert in the right spots worth one and a half points something like so that. so like you may you he may have a better big man to play with yes, right now he does in my opinion and all due respect to Mike Conley like Darius Garland is your your number two guard right. like your number two option in the backcourt 2015 Mike Conley would have been a good good pair yeah but that's not what he had two he, years he was ago not. so it feels like the roster he's playing with is probably better than he had in Utah. Then why is the clutch performance not better with Cleveland so far? Maybe I, it's because oh, they're new together. And no, they'll, they'll I think gel. what you said, I think Donovan Mitchell still having that mindset that right. it's got to be all about Donovan Mitchell mm. is a failing mindset. And I agree with it, it's something that the best guys in this league, like the, the idea that Steph Curry, who had, who had just played on the best team in NBA history, was willing to take a backseat to Kevin Durant to keep winning like that's the kind of my mentality you want out of your superstars. So Whereas, we want to bet Cleveland like plus six at Milwaukee game two after they lose game one. You know, in spots where they don't have to win the game, right? They lose a close game, <laughs> right? Not that makes that makes sense to me. That yeah. does make sense to me actually. So uh, I, I don't like that Donovan Mitchell still has this belief that he's got to like 
shoulder all the load because I just pointed out you've got better guys around you now. Let those better guys help you. Uh, you know, not that not that Evan Mobley is some sort of great offensive player. He's he's not. But Darius Garland is a, a much better running mate than any offensive player he had in, in Utah. That's a good point, though, on Evan Mobley. He's 20. He's 21 now. Oh, yeah, he's just going to get better. He should get a lot better. And your guards, you know, fostering your big men along is a big part of, you know, excelling as a team. All right, let's get into – let's go series by series and – X-Factors. The X-Factors. I, I, and you know what? Let's, let's, do, let's double up this because we're going to get the X-Factor – but before we do that, we're going to get ask McKenzie what's something we should know before we bet this series. So, or do you want to go in? Uh, let's go. Uh, let's go in this order, the order on our sheet here. Gotcha. So, uh, we'll start with the the six three matchup in the West, uh, the Warriors and the Kings. Current odds now: Warriors minus two seventy five, Kings plus two thirty. What's what's something to know before we bet this? So, if you look at cleaning the glass net rating, which is just like net rating that you'll get on NBA.com, except they take away garbage time. If it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. If you're up by 15 with five minutes left, you know, just throw that in the garbage bin. If you look at these two teams, I think most people would be surprised. The Warriors have been just as good as the Kings. They've been plus two and a half points per game. Kings have been plus two and a half points per game. What do we think? What do we expect going forward? To me, I expect the Warriors to be a lot better than they were the all season. They didn't care about the regular season. They were defending champions. They didn't have Andrew Wiggins since February. They didn't have uh, Gary Payton the second, their second best defensive player well, all they series. They didn't have Steph for a good chunk of the season. They didn't have Clay Thompson yeah. for a good chunk of the and Clay season. Clay Thompson's playing a lot better now than he was at the end of last year or at the beginning you, of this year. You know, He's this is a really good this. point because if you look at the, the games played, the Sacramento was like super healthy. Like all their guys played 70 plus over the course of a season. So yeah. their numbers are skewed. They look like they're a live, fav- a live underdog because of that. Um, but now, they're not going to get better. And yeah, like of course, they, Golden they, State will. I, I would imagine, like you just said, the regular season didn't matter to the Warriors. I can't imagine that the Kings didn't go out every week going, oh my gosh, we might win the division. Season of their lifetimes. Like, we'll, always, was, we'll tell the kids about this season. Every I mean, game was like a huge the deal. Theme. And to the Warriors, they're just like, yeah, we, we got a, I guess we got a game tonight. We're on the road. Let's half-ass it. Uh, you mentioned Clay Thompson playing at a lot better level than he has been. I think Clay Thompson could even get better in the playoffs because Clay, and you correct me if I'm wrong, Clay at this point in his career is no longer elite defensively. Correct. But with no Andrew Wiggins, he's still been asked to guard the opposing team's best perimeter guy. And when Good Wiggins point. when Wiggins comes back, he's going to relieve some of that defensive pressure off of Clay. Clay could be even better on the offensive end for for having Andrew Wiggins back and, and Gary Payton the second who yeah. hasn't played much this season will do the same thing. So, how do the Kings win this series? I think it's very unlikely. I think Warriors minus one fifty to win in six or better is, is a decent bet. Demonte Sabonis is going to have to be Superman. So the way the Warriors play defense, we saw this in round one versus Denver. They don't switch. They're going to play Draymond Green on Demonte Sabonis straight up. If you if you get ten assists a game, he's going to get ten assists a game. So in three games versus the Warriors, and surprisingly, unlike most of these matchups, they were all healthy in almost every game except for the last game of the season didn't count. Demonte Sabonis in three games versus the Warriors, twenty two points per game, seventeen rebounds a game, six assists per game. I think that continues. I think he he has a good performance if he stays on the court defensively, doesn't get in foul trouble. He's going to have to be the Rex factor. He's going to have to put up these numbers or better. So a prop like 13 and a half rebounds, uh, I'd be leaning to the over with Sabonis. Who, who does he, like you said, have to stay out of foul trouble? Who's his primary assignment? They're going to they're gonna switch hunt him. They're, whoever he's guarding, they're going to try to make it switch, you know, the better defender. So he's going he's gonna to have to step out on Kerr. He's, I mean, like Jokic did last year. He's going to have to step out on Klay Thompson. If he can, I mean, it's not so it's much pro- the man he's guarding, but the man he's going to be forced into switching onto, that's the problem. Because ideally, he could just chase around Draymond Green, but the, right. the, they're not going to let that happen. There's going to be 30 feet of space between Sabonis and Draymond Green, even if he's defending him. Yeah, so, well, I... I'm okay with that. Like <laughs> yeah, right. 2023 Draymond Green, go ahead, bro. Take that shot. I, I dare you. Uh, but I think 2023 Clay or Steph, you still have to get out there and get a hand directly in the I, face. I was going to say 2017 Draymond Green, go ahead and shoot that. Yeah, right. maybe so. All right, let's go to the Clippers and the Suns. Uh, Suns now minus 470. So a, a little bit of money in on 
the Clippers this series. Uh, what is something you need to know before you bet this series? Russell Westbrook does not play well in the playoffs. Since Kevin Durant left, since 2016-17, 38% shooting, five turnovers per game. You could throw out other stats, rebounds, steals. No player that has 25 points or 25 points per game, fine. No, no player that has five turnovers a game on 38% shooting is part of a, winning a playoff series. The fact that they're not going to have to guard him, the fact that Kevin Durant can switch on to him and be that roaming defender, he's going to have, if they win the series, it's going to be the same thing as my X Factor, he's going to have to score 30 a game on 50% shooting, like their big win of the season over the Grizzlies, five for five from three. They're going to have, they're going to let him shoot it. If he makes it, they got a chance to win a couple of these games. If not, uh, it's, it might be a sweep. Russ has been much better since he got out of LA, right? Yes. Yeah, he's still a like good what, player. What? People, talk, people talk like he's not an NBA player. He's very effective and very – no, he's he's very productive and very ineffective. And people have a hard time squaring that. In the playoffs, you don't need the production so much. What was the – was it a chemistry problem in L.A.? Oh, yeah. I mean, look at Patrick Beverly. Look at uh, – who's the other guy that left? G- guys do well when um, – they're not playing with LeBron if LeBron doesn't like them. As soon as you get on the on the bad side, as soon as you don't, he doesn't think you're helping him. He's controlling the situation, uh, and if you're on the outside, it's very hard to do anything productive at that point. And Russ, you would say, is a guy who is going. He's he's going to probably get frustrated when the ball's not in his hands. Right. It's a, it was a terrible fit, and and I remember us talking on straight out of Vegas. Like, how do you know these are all time Hall of Fame players, LeBron James and Russell Westbrook? There was no stat that could tell you, but every NBA observer worth his salt was looking at that. Mm, I don't see it. I don't see it working. This is hard to picture. Yeah. Indeed, hard to picture. All right. Uh, Oil but, and water. But generally, you don't see a, a path to that happening either way. No. I mean, I, th- I think, uh, yeah, I think the more I look at this series, it's going to be a quick one, in my opinion. All right. Let's look at the Lakers and the Grizzlies. We thought that the Grizzlies. I'm R.J. Bell, and I'm going to give you some straight talk. Now, there's two types of people that try to be healthy. One is the fanatics. They're the types that show up in Vegas, and they got a water bottle, and they got, like, uh, celery chopped up. And let's forget about them because I'm nothing like them. And you know what? I know a lot of them love AG1, but I'm not speaking to them. You guys got it covered. You know AG1's good. I'm talking about the people who try, but they're not perfect with it. And to me, that's what makes AG1 perfect, is you can have a big dinner and maybe eat a little too much. Maybe have that glass of wine or that beer. You're not feeling great. Next morning, you have the AG1, and all of a sudden, you're back feeling good. And to me, if you can have that as your home base in a way, that, that center, that equator, that center that you can return to at any time with just a nice drink and feel healthy, well... I love it. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash rjbell. That's drinkag1.com slash rjbell. Check it out. DraftKings, the leader in fantasy sports, just dropped a brand new fantasy app, Pick 6. Now, what's different about this thing? I was never a big fantasy guy. You know why? Is I always worried, you know, who's on the other side? Who am I playing against? With pick six, you're not going against another player or players. You're going against the bookmaker. You're going against the number that they put up. So all you got to do is pick between two and six NFL players and choose if they're going to have more or less of the stat that interests you. Download DraftKings Pick 6 app now. And sign up with code RJ. That's code RJ. Only at DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. But age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Valid only in states where DraftKings Pick 6 operates. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date lists of states, please visit dkng.com slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com. It would become maybe even a dog. By the time the series tipped off, that hasn't been the case. The Grizzlies have taken money since the Open. Grizzlies now minus 130, Lakers plus 108. In fact, 
when we were on SOV, I believe, like the screen flashed and the late like right. money came quick quick money came on the Lakers and it was the like the first tick was definitely towards the Lakers. And it was like, well, that's the last time we'll see Lakers plus one oh three or was right, right. what the number was <laughs> yeah, you said. Yeah. But it turns out it came came back the other way. I'll first ask you, do you expect this to be around what the closing number is? Or do you think late money comes on the Lakers? I'm not as good as at reading which way money is going to come. Uh, I have my opinion, and it disagrees with this. I, I think the Lakers, the more I look at it, are are more live than I thought coming in. But uh, what what do you think as far as the market movement, Pez? I, Where I, does this go? I The Lakers are currently plus 125, and i got to feel that's as good as it gets. Okay. If you're going to bet the Lakers, bet it now. If, you bet, if you're going to bet Memphis, bet a post. I mean, who is Joe Q. Public going to bet on? The right. Lakers, obviously. And, and, they, and they usually don't bet. Scott made this point until you know the day before. Yeah. So it's coming in now. Uh, all Coming right. in then, right? Yeah. L- let's Saturday. talk about something. Something we need to know about this series before we bet it. What's your uh, What's your take here? So the NBA playoffs. There's about five per points per game, maybe more than that this year because scoring was so high. Less, and you see the same thing not in shooting percentage but in pace. It becomes a lot more half court oriented. The Memphis Grizzlies, worst in the playoffs in half court offense. Best in the playoff in transition offense and number one in frequency of transition. So they depend on transition more than any other team in the field. L.A. Lakers, very middle of the pack. I think especially with both A.D. and LeBron healthy, they would prefer a half-court game. Let LeBron work. Let A.D. work. So this is going to be a style-makes-fight situation. If it's a slow-paced game, I like the Lakers and the under. Only way the Grizzlies can win this, in my opinion, is if they use their depth uh, but I don't see that happening. I think the Lakers are a live dog here. It's interesting how you say the only way that Memphis, the minus one forty favorite, can win is this way. That's um, that's, that's, that's unusual. Point. Yes. Yeah, and it, it it really speaks to the market. I mean, the average total in this four in these four games against the Lakers and Memphis was two thirty. In this game, game one's two twenty nine. So the market arguably is kind of adjusting for the slower pace of the playoffs. I would say not nearly enough, and uh, we'll see. We'll we'll see if they are able to make it a half court game. That's that's their way to win for the Lakers. So I'm going to throw a curveball at you because uh, it sounds like you are at least coming around to the idea of the Lakers winning this thing. I'll ask you, what's the X factor for Memphis? What has to go Memphis's way uh, as the favorite? Even what has to go their way for them to get this done? So they're missing Stephen Adams, their center. Brandon Clark out of Gonzaga. I might remember him. I love uh, him. Yeah, he he was a great player. He's for hurt. Them. Best yep. plus I mean, one of the best plus uh. minus guys. He's hurt for the season. Done ACL. Stephen Adams not coming back for this series anyway. That puts a lot of pressure on Jaron Jackson Jr. Now, the last time Jaron Jackson Jr. played Lakers, 25 minutes, five fouls, and LeBron wasn't even playing that game. It was oh, just Anthony Davis boy. he had to worry about. So, Lakers, you know, big foul edge the last couple weeks, big foul uh, free throw edge on the season. If that continues, Jaron Jackson Jr. is going to have a hard time staying on the court. You might want to look at his uh, points, rebounds, and assists under uh, if, you, if you see that situation happening with the foul trouble. Now, let me ask you this, um, because – all things being equal, when when the other bigs are out, I mean, I know he's more occupied in defense. He could get in foul trouble, but isn't he going to pick up a bigger workload in terms of Oh, yeah, of minutes? and he's had his best offensive stretch of his career the last couple months. Um, yeah, he's been great. He's been really good for them, and their, their numbers haven't dropped off that much without Steven Adams, even though right when he went down, they, they, they took a dip. But it's a different animal in the playoffs, and it's a different animal against Anthony Davis and LeBron James. And I would assume... If Jaron Jackson, like if, if I just told you Jaron Jackson plays 25 minutes, the, the Grizzlies don't have much of a path to victory, right? I don't see it. I mean, they could get hot. They have a lot of shooters. Desmond Bain could, could, could they have a better shooting squad than the Lakers, but uh, it's hard for me to see. No. What if uh, LeBron suddenly gets old? That's a good point. And um, who is this? David Thorpe of ESPN was saying this. He says uh, he doesn't see it from LeBron. LeBron's numbers are there, but as far as the kind of shots he's getting, he's taking a lot of fadeaways these days. Those don't tend to uh, be very consistent. Didn't look so good that's something fourth, to look for. in the fourth quarter against Minnesota. That's a good point. Le- LeBron, uh, how, how many games did LeBron sit this year? Like 20-something? Yeah. Yeah, that March injury. I mean, that has to have been – it, it has to have at least helped a little. Like, if, if you think that LeBron's going to get old, you have to have some optimism that maybe it's not this, off, this postseason because he did have, like, a 20-game stretch where he was out. So that maybe there's he's burned a little less tread off his tires this season than than a typical season. So RJ chimes in, looking to play against the Lakers in any potential potentially flat scenario, like as bigger game favorite or up, or if up in the series. Also think Lakers worse later in the series as Memphis will gain their sea legs. Perfect spot would be to fade LA in Game Six at home. So okay, 
There's the great R.J. Bell weighing in. Uh, I can't believe I'm more pro Lakers than R.J. Bell. It seems like that would that never happen wild. in history. Uh, I kind of I'm 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 less. It's more an anti-Memphis. It's just this is the most fast-paced team against a team that knows how to exploit that. Fez, where are you on this series? What like if I don't know if you if you like a side for the series, but like if if you had to choose one, which side are you looking at right now? Having said that, can I speak globally about all these series prices? Absolutely. And, and what's what's wrong with the podcast world? It's a good time for it. Lay it on us. Um, and this will be controversial. I like it. Um, th- this is all garbage. This is not <laughs> how you win betting sports. It's like, well, let's, Wait, let's, it, let's analyze for hundreds of hours um, the most difficult, hammered-into-place lines already, and at, at most you're going to get 10 cents of value. It's gar- It's total garbage. It's not how to win. It's a waste of time. So now— What we- isn't garbage? Let me Let me finish. The art, like RJ's note, he's already looking ahead. He's a thinking about when spot. specifically am I going to bet against the Lakers? When would be a, a good idea? That's how people win yeah. significant amounts. People don't win betting into like that's the number one NBA thing. playoffs. Other than some select bridge jumpers, you can you can you can you can risk ten to win. I just bet Boston minus a thousand. I think it's a really good bet. I like that bet. It would be the upset of the century if, if the Boston didn't win. I've learned a little bit. You know, lucky enough to be at this desk with you guys. I've learned more, you know, in the other room. And I've learned years before I was part of pregame.com. It's the discerning nature of this podcast that completely separates it, separates it apart. RJ might have his opinion on the Lakers. I might have my opinion on the Grizzlies. Neither of us are saying, you know, whole world, billions of dollars of betting. You don't matter. I know who's going to win this series because I'm a good NBA handicapper or because I have this edge. It's about finding, yeah, I think it helps to talk about these games granularly and think about different teams that are good in which areas, but you're going to find a slight edge in one specific game in one specific spot. That's how you win sports betting. I interrupted you, Dick. Well, I was going to ask because I know on Tuesday we said one thing we're not doing, we we touched on the finals, uh, like the title odds, uh, like the futures odds. We didn't spend much time on it, but and I think we all generally agree it's it's not a it, there's not a lot of value betting into that market. Well, Mackenzie disagrees because he thinks Phoenix is fundamentally misvalued. Right, but 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 I it's rare that that happens though. I don't bet yes. a lot of futures. Yes, but now we're saying you think that even looking at series prices is a waste of time. Yeah, or just this late into the game, it's a waste of time. I think at the opener. You can pound some openers, and you know when, the, when, you, when you're when you're betting against a bookmaker. Well, there's, that's a, there's a difference between talking about the series and making each series a best bet. Like here are my eight bets for the NBA playoffs. We understand that the market is pretty good at pricing. I'm, I'm going to use. I'm just going to use an example. I know. I know lots of professional betters. This week, uh-huh. I had one professional better. Like, oh, I love Golden State. You got. You got to get the. And, and he knows I've got access. Right. Get me down. Get me down in Golden State. Well, you know where. You, you know where I'm going. Here comes another guy that's a winning professional better. <gasps> Can't believe the clips are getting this. You know, it's like I, 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 I another guy said, "Get me Phoenix. I love Phoenix." It's like, and they're, I mean, they're, they're literally. You're just, are you just scooping their vig? I'm, 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 yeah, yeah. I'm just. <laughs> well, the, the problem is, book against each the other. The problem is, there's very little vig because they're, they're only taking like the very best number. All right, they're picking right. the pocket. So they're, so basically, they're laying four twenty and they're taking, you know, you know, four ten. Okay, I mean, so there's yeah. not there, there's, but, but the point is. This is like at one select book, like at the Gold Nugget or at the Station Casinos. This isn't against like a widely available sure. number. The way to win against these is get a gaming license and just and just book everybody's action back and forth. Well, there's more than one way to screen a cat. You're a professional sports better, right? I don't consider myself that. I would say I'm a professional sports handicapper, though. I do think I do it mm-hmm. at a level as good as anybody. Uh so it's these hours aren't a waste of time for me. Like this, this is what I love to do. Well, this here's is the why edge that I have. Here's why it's not a waste of time. Here's why it's, right. it's actually good because directionally, even if you can say, you know what, I kind of I like Phoenix in this series, or directionally, I think Cleveland's a little undervalued. Now all of a sudden, you've got that nice little bias in your hand. It's like I like Cleveland. So right now, I'm looking for spots, select spots to bet on the Cavs. Maybe they go down 18 to six game one, and I was on the sideline. And now the Cavs are catching four and a half. And here, here's actionable idea. information: Jaron Jackson Jr. is the last big man standing for the Grizzlies. If he gets two fouls in the first quarter, bet the Lakers. Yes, bet the Lakers. It's that simple. So that's some, that's something to know before you there bet. You go. Certainly, yeah. and, led live, with that one. and bet Anthony Davis and LeBron over. I would say so, if yeah. A book, if a book has that. FanDuel Fan has point. those live points and rebounds. Probably. Yes. All right, let's look to the Eastern Conference. And the Philadelphia 76ers, 
887 is still the consensus line. Uh, you can get them anywhere between 800 and 910. Where can I get 800? I don't think I can get that. Uh, FanDuel. Oh, that, I think that's an outstanding wage. That's my. That's one of my best bets. Minus eight hundred. I agree. That's it, a great. That's bet. an off number. It would be one of the advantage. greatest upsets in NBA playoff history. I like that too. Right there I, with Matembo against the, the Sasquatch. I think, I think it'd be bigger. Yeah, I, I, I think you look at the Nets. But what, what were you going to say? No, I, th- I said I think generally I'm higher on the Sixers than than it, what it right. seems like most people are. I'm lower on the Nets. I think you look at since the trade, people have said there's a lot of good feeling. Mikael Bridges has put up 25 a game. Maybe they won the trade. They have the 22nd best net rating in the league. They're a below their playoff line. You know, top 20 teams make it to the play-in since the trade, since they lost Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Uh, I think he's a feel-good story maybe for you know people that root for cloth and, and linen, but I don't think this team is very good at all. I think the I'm Sixers— sorry, they root for what? You know, people say they just they they like root, the team. Root for the, the jerseys. Like, 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 yeah, I don't care. Cloth and linen? Yeah. What are they? Laundry. That's laundry, what, yeah. That's root for the laundry. Yeah. <laughs> are people—are there really people out there saying that the— the Nets won the trade? Yes. Well, they. I think I heard Bill Simmons say, I don't know if we can make any conclusions yet. Mikhail Bridges is really good. He's really young. Um, maybe they did the best they could do, but they didn't win the trade. You, and you know what? Maybe they win the trade two or three years from now. Like, but maybe for, yeah, it'd be for tough the, to see, for yeah. the 2023 season, the 2023 yeah. playoffs, they did not win the trade. We know that for a fact. Yeah. Minus 800. They're going to win ninety four percent of the time. Okay, what is the yeah? What what's something you need to know about this series before you throw down your hard earned coin on it? The thing you got to know is that the playoffs and the regular season are not the same animal. And here's how you're going to take advantage of it. James Harden, his current prop is ten and a half assists for game one. That's right where it is every game of the week, eighty two games a year. James Harden has averaged ten and a half assists in the regular season the last two years. He averages less than eight and a half in the playoffs, and mm-hmm. it makes a lot of sense. Not as only scoring down. But the type of assist that Harden specifically gets, those lead-out passes, they're just not there in the playoffs the majority of the time. So best bet best bet for the pod, James Harden, under 10.5 assists in Game 1. Bonus for that is it's a 10 a.m. start time. That's a 65% under scenario for the NBA playoffs the last five years. You know what I like about what— Repeat that. Under, when the game starts before 12 o'clock Pacific time, has been 65% hitting in the NBA playoffs since 2018. Damn. That's a strong number. We talk about it's every sport. Baseball, you just look it up. Every database, when there's a start time, you go earlier than this time, there's an underspot. Yeah. NBA playoffs is one of them, a strong one. By the way, I don't think it works in the WNBA. Okay. Really? Do you have a theory? Is you just noticed that? Yeah, I don't think that um, there's too many of the WNBA players that are uh, staying out till two in the morning in the strip club. <laughs> That's a very good point. And, well, and they're used to getting up and cooking breakfast for their they have other, They have other jobs. <laughs> That's true. Sometimes. AJ said that. I did not. They're say firefighters that. on the way. They got. They got <laughs> I was up at the firehouse all night. Yeah. Complaining about money, you know the usual. Uh, by the way, that was a joke about waking up early to cook <laughs> breakfast for their man. We, we all know that's AJ Hoffman. We all AJ just lost the fifteen percent of women. That's the that real. <laughs> that is not right. endorsed at AJ by Fezzik Sports. We all know what the real joke in that was. But I'll, I'll let it slide. Um, all right, let's. Uh, what's the X factor? Oh, before we get to the X factor, what I like about your handicap there is also in the playoffs. The rotations can, are condensed, which means the scoring is less spread around. Right. And James Harden isn't going to be like, he's not going to be one of the guys who they say, we're going to take scoring opportunities away from you. Yeah, that's a good point. It's going to be more, more a higher percentage of points scored will be from Embiid and Harden than I think in, in a typical regular season End of the game, game, ISO, we know we're going to get a decent shot. We're going to be able to get back on defense. Teams go to it time after time. So I think that's another reason to look at the under assists because I think that James Harden will be less of a quote-unquote team player uh, <laughs> yeah. in the playoffs because there's the, the coaches want fewer guys taking the the big shots. Hey, they're an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. They could murder them. And, and Another way we could win this quarter. But the, yeah, then don't you just sit out, James, and Embiid uh, in the fourth quarter? Yeah, absolutely. All right, what's the what's the X factor? If I say, okay, you've got to convince me that the Nets have a shot here, wh- what do you see? Who could blow up? Like To be honest, it's the hardest series for me to see the upset. I mean, as hard as it is to see Atlanta winning – I can make some kind of crazy case. I, I don't really see it here. I, if they make all of their threes. <laughs> the, the Suns, I mean, sorry, the Sixers, they played four times against the Nets. They won by 12 points per game, and Bean Harden only played two of those games. Yeah. 
fully healthy, this is not a fair fight. And Minus 800 is a cheap number. Embiid gets hurt. Yeah, there you go. That's, that's that the is, I think that is the X And it's factor. happened in the playoffs. But I Because I, it feels like if you look at the Nets roster and you say, okay, who can slow down Joel Embiid? And you look through the roster and you keep looking and you're like, shit, where— like where's their where's their yeah. big man? Nick Claxton, he's a good defensive player, not against other bigs though. Yeah, like it, there's just not a dude that they can put on his like, especially a dude that can maybe stay out of foul trouble. Right. Like Nick Claxton is going to be in foul trouble if they try to put him in on on Embiid. So let's, let's face it, this, this Eastern Conference first round is going to be Dolesville. I mean, you're going to just you're... well, it's going to be nice if you parlay all the favorites and you're just waiting to cash. That'll yeah, be, you don't have fun. to parlay them. You can just play it. That's it's true. Like, That's I, true. I, you, know, you can watch, just go for it. I was watching Molly's game the other night. And like, there's a there's a character Harlan who's a really good poker player, and he loses a big pot, and he's like, and 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 a circuit breaker blew in Harlan's brain, and I feel like Harlan a little bit, probably a bad comparison because he winds up going broke and then he winds up in jail, <laughs> but it's like it's like now Harlan's out for blood after Purdue loses outright, not just not right. just not not just for Bad Brad's blood, but everybody's, you know, that's how I'm I'm, I'm feeling like, you know what. There are a lot of handicappers that I don't. I don't like the plays they give out. They include that work for for pregame. They they parlay these. He's talking big, about me. They parlay these. You don't big parlay big favorites. Favorites together. Yeah. And there's no. And I'm like, there's no problem playing the big favorite. But why? Why do you have to parlay them? Just give them out. Yeah. And, and you know what? And you look at their. And many of these handicappers have put together fine records. And I'm almost like. I might get in trouble with this. It's like, well, if these clowns are playing like total dummies, you know, in terms of how they're playing, and yet they're winning and their clients are winning, imagine if you actually were focused and and you'd nailed all these big money line parlays at open when they're cheap, like on Boston and Philly, and you didn't parlay them so you got the very best number and you had access to like some of the best books, you'd be crushing. So I'm Harlan. I'm going. I'm going. I I, I, I just got back from station. I I I, I laid Boston. You know, I'm like, give me give me give me Boston for nine k. Here's some chips. Good. I, I listen. I I don't blame you. Boston and Philly, both those. It's and I think you you nailed it, Mackenzie. Like Philly feels like it's even crazier. I I, I don't see a way that Philly loses other than Joel Embiid's head falling off. I don't like, see how they lose they lose two games. I mean, yeah, agree. And, and, and you know, I wanted to ask you guys one one question. So, what and how, by how much uh, is more likely Philly to win in six versus Philly to win in seven versus uh, Philly to lose the series? Okay, any other outcomes don't count. Just those three scenarios. Um, and we'll just go Philly in six versus lose outright. What's more likely? Philly and six. six versus lose the series outright? Yeah, Philly and six is the correct answer. The incredulous question by AJ means, of course you agree, yeah. Philly and six is, is, more, is much more likely. How much more likely? At least double, like maybe even more than double. Yeah, I, it's like 20% versus 4%. I'll like say five, five times. I like that. Okay, how about Philly and seven versus the other guys win? I'm going to go like 5% and 13%. 12%. Okay, so like two and a half times more. Yeah. So here's where I'm going. So I got a 60% chance that Philly just wins in, in four or five. Right. Okay. Now you just said it's five times more likely they win in six and two and a half times more likely that they win in seven than, than they actually lose to Brooklyn. So if you start adding this up, it's it, what, what you're saying is that given the series goes more than five and a half games, this is priced correctly. <laughs> right, that, right. That 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 um, that that then Philly minus nine hundred would be about a break even bet. Sweep, well, guess you what? get the sweep for free. You get the we get no. You get the five for yeah, you get the right. four or five for free. So you get a sixty percent chance to have a ninety. You have a sixty percent chance to win. And if they don't win in five, then you have a ninety percent chance to win in six or seven. I mean, it's just ludicrous. Something just hit me with the whole binomial distribution. There's a certain percentage, but that doesn't factor in. If the Sixers lose game one, they're not going to be eight-point favorites in game two. They're going to be like ten-point favorites in game exactly. two. Exactly. Yes. Everything lines up where the, you know, we see it year after year. Unless you, yeah, you do have to price advance. an MB injury. You right. Know? That's, so, that's I the mean, word. That would change the binomial numbers. But but the bottom line, I, I go back to, it's like, hey, you want Brooklyn 13 to 1? F you. <laughs> F you. Of course not. That's, yeah, well, that's a trying to dumb, fool? dumb bet. All right. Purdue, screw you. Let's, <laughs> let's look at the Knicks and Cavs. And maybe I should be worried. Scott and I made a wager on this. Uh, no vig. My, I was on minus two hundred Cavs. He's plus two hundred Knicks. And that was back when it was minus two fifteen plus one eighty five. Now we're looking at minus two hundred five plus one seventy two. So some cash on the Knicks 
Is that surprising? I, I'll, I'll, talking about the market, I'll ask you first, Fez. Is that a surprising move to you? Yes, because the Knicks aren't going to win. They're, the Cavs are better, and that's assuming Julius Randle's 100%, the Cavs are better. So if Randle's not close to 100%, then they, if I had to bet it, I clearly think the Cavs are. are I, I, you know, I'm getting starting to get a little interested in the Cavs minus 200. What do you think, McKenzie? That's the way I would look. Uh, Tom Thibodeau's teams have a very script, very strict book. They play their players a lot of minutes. Tends to catch up with them in the playoffs. That's a great point because he just because they play hard all year long and then they don't have a second gear. I'll uh, I'll yeah. go back to the Tuesday pod and when I listened back to it, uh, that's the beauty of being on all these podcasts is like. The day after I'm on them, I go back and I listen to them. And you don't have time. You'd have to work 90 hours a week. I, I listen to everything on one and a half X. Oh, so, 60 hours a week. Okay. Yeah. Um, but like, so I know a lot more about golf and soccer and things like that than I probably should because I, I listen to the pods. Literally everything I know about the NBA comes from listening to McKenzie and Sleepy. Like, that's the only way I know anything. But one of the things, listening back to our pod from Tuesday that really jumped out to me was how I was misjudging the value of Julius Randle. Because I am a, a very novice, very casual NBA better or fan, not even a better. My thought was, well, Julius Randle's one of the, he's probably the second most important guy on that team. And Mackenzie, you, like to you, he's just, he's just a guy. Yeah, I mean, there's league average performance, right? And Carmelo Anthony kind of fit in this bucket. Let's say you do that 40 times a game. You're having league average efficiency. You're scoring 1.15 points per possession. You can put up 30. You can put up 20. You can get a lot of rebounds, and you can add literally zero value. That's what I see in Julius Randle. He's been the face of a Knicks team that made the playoffs twice now. Uh, I mean, there's a reason they put him in the three-point contest, even though he's a terrible three-point shooter. He's the guy that people know when you think of the New York Knicks. You say he's the second-best player. He was the clear number one best player before Jalen Brunson kind of proved who he was. Um, the fact that he's questionable, I don't think I would move the line of point if he came back. You know, and I'm going to disagree. All right. And this is, a, this is kind of a Dr. Bob one-on-one. He does this all the time. It's like the leading scorer for SMU is out and the team's better without them. But the problem is, is that they when, call that the Ewing theory, right? When, 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 when Br- they fall on star. Um, so when, when Brunson and RJ Barrett and quickly and whoever else is on this team is shooting their 12 shots a game. Now when they have to shoot 15, they all become a little bit worse because now they have to they have to force up some shots when the shot clock is running down and the like and they don't get it in their natural flow. So having a good point. it's like a bullpen for for if you have a pitcher that's like average and he goes out there and gives up 3 to 4 runs in 8 innings every single start He's awesome for your team because he yes. helps everybody else. That's a great point, but how much more valuable is that player in the regular season when you're eating up 300 innings in the regular season? That's that's their value. Yeah, you don't want yeah. innings eaters in the playoffs. Yeah, that, oh, that's that, that that's true. But I'm just saying that all these other players yeah, in the playoffs, they're going to be forced to take to tougher more, shots, right? And they will be less efficient. So it definitely yes. hurts them. I just think it hurts less than um, you know one might think. You know, 25 points per game, Nick's best player. Yeah, a little bit less than that. Yeah, I, I agree. Directionally, Randall is a very Poor 25-point right, per, right. per game player. <laughs> right. Yes. Well, I would say what, what I thought, something you need to know before you bet this series was Julius Randle's just a guy. Uh, McKenzie, what, what do you say people need to know before they bet this series? The last time they played, Jalen Brunson had 48 points. Julius Randle was a late scratch. I see Jalen Brunson being... Uh, a big factor in the series, but I think if Julius Randle's out, talk about the tough shots that other players are going to have to get, he's the guy that can make them. So I would look at his over, especially, which I expect Julius Randle has announced out game one. You know, I wanted to comment about the bid-ass spread here. Like, you quoted minus 205 plus 172 for the widely available. Look how stupid this is. Why would anyone, like, try to beat this game? What do you mean? I mean, what, what, 205 minus 172, I got a 33-cent spread, and I, I, I understand. Here come here come the math geeks with, like, well, the bookie's just preserving their 4.54% yeah. advantage. And I always go back to, well, you know what? Directionally, that makes sense, but it's completely flawed, the logic. And, the, and I use the birthday example. You have a random guy you've never met before, and you can bet on whether you can guess his birthday right, all right? And we'll pay you 100 to 1 if you get it right, and you have to lay 1,000 to 1 if you bet the no. All right, the most stupid. No one in the world would ever take that the, those sort of odds in either direction. All can right. I get, can I get the month? I'll I'll take the bet if I can get the month. No, <laughs> get the month and the day. So, so and where I'm going. I did used to look at people and think I could tell what month they were born. No, in. this works. This works. If you're uh you know on the hunt, go up to women and say uh, you're born in March. You, you seem like you're born in March. You might be wrong. 
You're often right. But and when like you're right, you look like a genius and you look like you understand them at a deep level. Yeah, that's Always great. pick March, though. It's, it works for me. Marsha? You're, you're, you're in my, my kindergarten <laughs> class. Right, right. You don't remember me? It's Brad. <laughs> but yeah, it, I used to live in Texas. It starts the conversation. Um, Especially if you're right. But, 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 but go back to that birthday problem. The house edge is like less than 1%. In that theoretically, so you, so so like even though geeks, it's a clear slam dunk, out there would bet. be like, oh, you got to focus on the birthday, you know, bets. It's like there's such a tiny house edge, you right. know, you can do. It. No, it's just like there's a small household, but there's an enormous house edge. A lot of people playing craps right now. They're not losing that much money, but they're also not winning. Is that, no, is no, that the right no, analogy? I, uh, <laughs> no, because the crap, the craps is like if if you. If, um, you're you you're, you're you really are playing at a tiny disadvantage. Where I, well, it's not. It's but you're going to lose. Yeah, but 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 the point I'm I'm talking about like a long shot bet. You know, probably a, a good example would be like if you played roulette, and they were paying like instead of thirty five for one, thirty seven for one. That right. would and be it like, should be thirty eight. Yes, there's no edge, but it seems like a good bet. Yes, I tell you the game that you can play for a long time and never win or lose. Yeah, the pog out poker. I, I it's really so sl- it's never so played. Sl- it's so slow. It's like <laughs> there's so many pushes like. But when I was uh, when I was very young and you know on a budget, it's a great place. You're at the casino. You want to get a bunch of free drinks. Sit down and play pie gal. You sit down with a hundred dollars. You can play pie gal for like five hours. It has a flaw. It's like seven and then you get up and you leave with like ninety dollars. <laughs> it like, it wow. has it has a flaw. If you get too drunk and you miss set your hand, you lose automatically. That's true. You know, and and and, <laughs> that is and, a bad and, and you so that's craps is safer because that's un, unless you you don't pick up on the fact that you should be getting paid and the dealer <laughs> forgets to pay you, which does happen. My brother was the king when he whenever he'd go down to like like tunica, he'd like whenever like the the shooter would do something dramatic, he'd reach his hand out. <laughs> that the, the dealers would accidentally pay him. Uh, Mackenzie, what is the X factor for the Knicks? What would have to happen for the Knicks to win this thing? I think, I mean, it's not like they're, I think they're alive. They could, uh, I think Donovan Mitchell is the X factor. That's it's, If it's, Donovan Mitchell lays right, an egg. He, he would have to implode, and I got some numbers on that. If you take out the bubble, so he's at 36 points per game in a seven-game series in the bubble, 55% shooting. Take that out, he's under 40% for his career in the playoffs. This is a guy that often, we saw this last year against the Mavericks, implodes uh, when everything's put on his shoulders. Mm. And I don't think they have to put everything on his shoulders, but if he gets in that mentality, that's how they lose the series. I I do think, like, looking ahead, I'd much prefer betting Cleveland than New York. Would love to see the Knicks win game one. Yes. And then— Absolutely. and and, And then we fire the muskets on Cleveland. Yeah, and there's a strong trend. If you lose game one at home, at home, you play game two, you're 70% ATS the last five years. Oh, wow. Okay. And they could easily lose game one. So any of these teams that lose game one, we're looking to any of the uh, the favorites. We're looking strongly leaning in that direction. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, like, and this does happen. You see, you see teams like Milwaukee and you know drop a game one and then just murder the team the rest of the series. All right, last game before we get out of here. The biggest favorite on the board, the Boston Celtics, minus a grand. Against the Atlanta Hawks, plus seven hundred to come back. The really, that's the best comeback you can find on Atlanta. How bad um, is that bet? That is like the worst. Like, like, like. Oh, yes. I'm, 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 I'm going to take my Fairleigh Dickinson, you know, twenty to one winnings, and I'm going to go put it on the Hawks with Trey Young at seven to one. Here's the thing you got to know about this series. We were going to record at six thirty, end up recording at seven thirty. In the interim, my man Steve Fezzik went over and bet minus a thousand on the Celtics. I would advise you do the same. Yeah, you're only going to win 9% of your money, but you're going to win 9% of your I money. I think that the station gives you 10000 or gives me 9000 in comps. There you go. So you're winning like, 9.5. It should only yeah. give me 900 but I think yeah. they give me 9000 for their 0.1% or whatever. Nice. You might you got the platinum card or whatever. Nice. I'm stuck on the gold over here. I'm, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm a be. gold guy, too. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, platinum. Well, you know what? I'm, I'm going to throw you guys under the bus. <laughs> station lets me bet once per day. And, and, because, and because of that, I oftentimes go like, I'll Fez. literally go two weeks without making a bet. You're a professional better. <laughs> Neither of us are. That's why you should only be platinum and not the higher. Yeah, okay. Not the chairman, right? <laughs> yes. right, right. Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't get that chairman card. Uh, I like when, like when you play contests with stations, uh, like the last man standing contest that I played during college football season. It's like 25 bucks per injury and you get the fifth injury free. So, but the big deal is... Don't you dare try to get more than your five entries. Otherwise, you'll be eliminated from the contest, and your your card status will be. T- it's like a big deal. Like, 
God forbid you try to double dip and get 10 entries instead of five. No way we want what, this What's pot the grand bigger. payout on all this? There's uh, stickler about? You know what? I, I, I'm pretty sure that, that I'm going to call that the goose rule after um, I'm not going to mention Tom's real name. Guy from the Ravens? No, he's, a, adva- <laughs> he's, he's an advantage. Yeah, he doesn't like me very much. All right, forget, he dislikes me. But he's a, but, but let me let me let me put it this way: when I was trying to get down on one of my best bets ever was uh, the Caesars forgot that NFL games had sixty minutes, so they had one with the first touchdown be in Pittsburgh, Seattle, and they had zero to two minutes, two to four, four to six, six to eight, up to twenty six to twenty eight, and then twenty eight minutes or past hundred to one. Wow. No touchdown in the first half? So it's no touchdown in the first 28 minutes. No, it's, that so, happens all the time. So Jerome Bet- Bettis, there's no touchdown in the first 27-45, and Bettis got buried on the one-yard line. Um, and so the two-minute warning hit, and the oh. very next yeah, the very next play they scored, Pittsburgh got a touchdown. Nice. And so I went to Caesars. I bet the 100-1. to one. I asked for you know a big bet, and they gave me $100. They gave me $100 on it, okay? Thomas was in Reno at the time against whatever the Harris property, I guess it was Harris, and they gave him $1,000 to win 100 k So that's um, – he was he was a lot better. He's like, I'm a lot better at this than you, Fez. I, he's, oh, I happen to be in Reno? <laughs> no, no. If he was at – if he was at he's, – he's, he's very – Oh, he would have talked him into giving him 1000 Oh, he's a very lovable Irish guy. Yes. <laughs> I, I would give it to him even though I knew he had the edge. We need an Irish impression, Scott. Any 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 topic? We just need someone to talk about Ireland because he has the. Be- I don't know if you've heard Scott's impression on. Uh, it's like I'm back in Dublin. It's like I'm mm. eating. You know, uh, what is it? Blood blood, blood sausage. Yeah, blood sausage. Yeah, I'm having a blood dish- sausage. Forget the potatoes. <laughs> there it is, haggis. Uh, I had some blood sausage last week. <laughs> I went to a German restaurant and ate blood sausage. My family was disgusted with me. Okay, uh, Celtics minus a thousand. Hawks plus seven hundred. Yeah, Trey Young is, goes for forty a game. They might win in seven. That's that's their one possible okay. crazy scenario of it happening. What's something to know before you bet it? What's the uh, like? I told you, Fez had a th- minus a thousand. Oh, that's, that's what you needed to know. Okay, that's telling. This take is- your take your little finger, reach into the tray, and give me back my two dollars and eighty one cents. <laughs> my my breakfast was a little undercooked. Normally, the service is really pretty good around here, but not in this case. Get Can you cup. do that, Brad? I'm noticing <laughs> that it doesn't matter, like, and this is where you should be really careful because of the cockroach bookies. It's a minus a thousand everywhere on the Celtics. The comeback on the the, the Hawks, and maybe because it's a dummy bet, no one would take it, but it varies. It's like 630, 650, 630. 660, 700. It's because if you're betting that, you don't care about being profitable better. You have no price sensitivity. Give Am me the Cubs to win the World Series at 20 to 1, <laughs> and give me Trey Young to advance. <laughs> the people who bet Cubs at 20 to 1 every year got they paid won. off. They did. Once they in 100 years. Yeah, they didn't get no 20 to 1 the year they got paid off. Right, they off, were like though. 10 to 1 favorites. Damn it. Yeah, what a, what a bummer of all the years. Uh, all right. That's going to do it. That's the uh, that's the look, and again, we don't know who's playing in the one eight series, um, but we we assume. Although Fez does say the Nuggets are vulnerable, which, but then he he also said that the Thunder, the T Wolves have absolutely no chance to win. None. So they could win a series and not the West. Okay, I, I, I accept that. I accept that. So I guess there's just one thing left to do, Fez. Hey, hey, let's be careful out there. But go ahead and lay the minus 900s. It's fine. Hey, we're expecting to be back to normal on Tuesday. 